Hi, this is Richie Dave Porter from the UK, British blues guitarist, and you are listening to the David Bowers Awards. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, hello once again, everyone. Welcome aboard for another round of music, mirth, merriness, madness, and all kinds of good stuff. John Bon Jovial, the legendary one. How are you doing this week? Well, life here in Florida is just absolutely hunky-dory. The Touristos are making their presence known again, causing us locals to not only curse their driving, but bless their wallets all at the same time. It's an interesting dance. It really is. Exactly. I understand exactly what you're saying, and they all make such great neighbors. I think we should have a neighbor song. Oh, whoa! As a matter of fact, we do. Our old friends Yo-Yo XNO have a new album coming out in January. Perhaps we'll hear more. Right now, we're going to hear one track from that new album that they sent us ahead of time. It's called The Neighbor Song. They got a disco up in San Francisco And it is open all night long Yeah, there's a disco up in San Francisco Persona down in Barcelona that likes to party all night long. And that persona down in Barcelona play crazy music loud and strong. And he doesn't care what the neighbors say, she keeps rocking. The Neighbor Song, I guess they're real close neighbors, short song. It's from the Yo-Yo XNO upcoming album, The House of the Setting Sun. I'll be looking forward to that. Like I said, maybe we can uh, maybe we can get them to drop off a few tracks and tell us about the new album. That's coming out in January. We're going to be looking forward to that. I want to shout out to our friends, Titty Bingo, the Texas Rock and Rollers, who provide our theme music and have for almost 10 years now. Also salute Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble Show that follows the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio in Rochester, New York, WRFZ, FM 106.3. And that followed immediately by Armand Spins, Rochester Free Radio. We have one who's not a new artist He's been around for a long time, has amazing track record, and has really, really done a lot for the music world besides just provide some good music. He'll be talking with us all the way from the Netherlands, and Dave Jordan will be coming to us from New Orleans. We'll be talking with him after we speak with Harry Coppin 
from the Netherlands. They'll be joining us very shortly with their music, some talk, and some interesting, fun facts. And I guess we probably should consider getting right to it. First off, we're going to be talking with Harry Kappen right after we listen to Barefoot in the Dew. He comes to us today all the way from the Netherlands, and uh, we're going to chat with him right now. Harry, come on in here, say hello, and tell us a little bit about yourself, your history, where you came from, how you got to where you are, and what you're doing today. Hi, you guys. Well, thanks, David, for having me on your show. I'm uh, very honored and excited to talk to you. I am Harry Kappen, a musician and music therapist from the Netherlands. I don't know if you are familiar with music therapy, but that's what I do in daily life. I studied music therapy because music 
is a very strong tool in the treatment of all kinds of problems. I work with uh, adolescents, with learning problems, with trauma, with autism, depression, uh, with a very low self-esteem, etc. And instead of talking about their problems on a couch, for instance, I make uh, music with them and I use the specific qualities of music, like structure, uh, how to express yourself, feel emotions, and improve one's ability to communicate. I started playing the guitar when I was um, 10 years old. And over the years, I learned how to play several instruments more, like the bass guitar, piano, organ, and I play the drums now. In those days, I lived in the north of the Netherlands, a town called Groningen. There was a lot of musical activity over there, so there were many bands and many places where we could play. Groningen has its own university and a well-known college of music ed education. Um, so it's a place with many students, many pubs, many music halls. Um, I've always composed my own songs and I've played in, played in many bands over there. I performed mostly in the Netherlands, but also played at festivals abroad, such as in uh, England, Belgium. Germany. So I can say I'm an experienced musician and I'm very pleased that you will pay some attention to some songs of mine, David. Thank you very much. That is really, really an interesting background and I'm happy to be able to share it with our listeners. I do thank you for coming by and sharing it with us. Uh, a music therapist as well as a performing artist. And I know John Bon Jovial is just waiting to jump in here. So, John? Oh, well, yeah. Well, first and foremost, Harry, welcome to the show. It is really fantastic to have you on. And uh, this song that we just played uh, is just uh, really very nicely well done. I uh, love the guitar work in it. I think it's terrific what you're doing. As far as music therapy is concerned, I, I have never heard of it put quite that way, but I can see how music could be therapeutic in certain situations for uh, uh, Asperger's syndrome, for autism, uh, even for bipolar. Uh, so I really, I've got to commend you big time uh, for doing this. But my question to you is the approach to your music. What is your approach? How do you... Um, you know, handle the production techniques? How do you take care of uh, the influences on your life for this music, whether they are a good influence or a bad influence? What is it that you pour into this? I think I'm influenced by many artists like David Bowie, Paul McCartney, Radiohead, Prince, David Grohl, but also by Björk from Iceland. And maybe you may not know this band, a Norwegian band called Motorcycle. Very good band. But to be honest, uh, the biggest influence, I think, are my friends, other musicians I played with, good guitarists, drummers, producers. And I learned many things during recordings in studios. And last but not least, a big influence is my sister Hanneke, who is a little older than me. 
thanks to her, I started to play the guitar. And she's a great singer and songwriter. She joined me in a blues band a long time ago. Um, I made an album with her some years ago called Capsonic. It's spelled K-A-P and then Sonic, Capsonic. It's a bit like how Billie Eilish and her brother did two years later. Most songs have their own video on YouTube, so check them out. Capsonic, nice band. <laughs> so after this, I was confident enough to make my own album. I recorded the songs in my own home studio by using Logic Pro. Uh, so you can hear a combination of digital and real instruments. And I released this album early spring this year. It's called Escape. And it has 12 songs about escaping, for instance, escaping reality or escaping for danger. It was just before the attack by Russia on Ukraine. There was this threat of more than 100,000 soldiers standing at the Ukraine border, ready to go. And the feeling of this threat I translated into a song called When Evil Comes. Escaping into Dreams, there's a song where I played with Prince and Paul McCartney in my dream. <laughs> Very nice. They are my friends when I sleep. Escaping into Art, there's a song I'm entering uh, a painting of Van Gogh, the very famous Dutch painter, and it's called Dazzling Skies. And the last song on the album is called Barefoot in the Dew, which I released as a single early summer. A simple song about getting high and escaping reality on one's bare feet, a bit like the hippies did in the early days. Really? Yeah. Barefoot in the Dew. Very good. And I, I am constantly intrigued by your, your, your twists and uh, actually, to a degree, your mind games. I, I think it's fascinating that you, a music therapist who works with people to improve their self-esteem, their self-confidence, used your own music and experience to do just that for yourself. You said that after doing the music earlier in your career with your sister and everything, you built up enough confidence to release your own album. I think that speaks tons about what you're doing and the fact that it works. And yes, I agree with something you said a bit earlier that uh, this would be a good discussion for another time when we talk about, you know, about music therapy and the effect of music on our lives and our minds. And we're going to talk a little bit about a little bit more about the effect of music on our lives here in just a few minutes. But I do want to uh, ask you, what's in the future for Harry Kappen? But first, I want to give John a, a time because I know he had a comment on what you just discussed about your approach to your music and, the, and how you did what you did with music therapy and everything. John? Well, the comment is, as I said earlier, I think it's an incredibly noble uh, and altruistic thing that you are doing. I just think it's absolutely wonderful. Music is a universal language. It is a universal guiding post, if you will. You don't have to understand the words to get the message, and that's the beauty of music. 
You have uh, mentioned that, uh, you know, like the, the hippies in San Francisco and back in the day, I was a hippie uh, hanging out in, uh, you know, Beacon Hill in Boston. And I think that in a regulated way, that could also be therapeutic. Uh, essentially, you cop a buzz and listen to music. But if you can be guided through it, if a concept like that could be created, you know, I, I think you might really be onto something, David. Very possible that uh, that could happen. It would be interesting to see uh, what a uh, study in that direction might open up in the way of the future. But as I said, Harry, we do want to give the audience a chance to hear what you've got coming up in your future, your immediate future especially, so we can keep track of you because you're now part of our family, and we like to stay in touch with our family, so feel free to do that. One way you can, we have a page on Facebook the David Bowers Awards Groups page, and that is open to all of our guests to post their music news, notes, happenings, new releases. We will pick it up and spread it around to our other pages and our other contact pages to whom we post and share the word with uh, hopefully a whole new world of fans and followers for you. So feel free to post on the David Bowers Awards groups page on Facebook anytime you have some music news that you would like to share. If you would, tell the folks what's in the future for Harry, and of course, be sure to tell them how they can find you online, get in touch with you, and of course, get your music. Nowadays, I'm very busy with recording new songs for my new album, which will include the single War Games, and I think uh, next release will be in spring again. I release all my music by using CD Baby, so it's available on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, Deezer, Apple Music, Pandora, etc. On YouTube, there's a video of War Games 2. It was simply made and I used some drawings of my niece, Marike, who is a very talented art student here in the Netherlands. She made 12 drawings which were placed in a loop in sort of sequence and becomes an, an animation. It shows two people fighting, but because of the effect of the loop, it turns out to be some kind of dance, and I like that idea. On the internet, you can find me on Facebook, my Facebook account, under my name, Harry Kappen. The same for Instagram, Twitter, hashtag Harry Kappen on my LinkedIn page, and of course on YouTube too. Or you just Google my name, Harry Kappen. And the same goes for Capsonic. You can listen to some fragments of my songs on harrykappen.hearnow.com harrykappen.hearnow.com So, thanks again, you guys, by inviting me. Maybe we'll speak again in the near future about the new album. Or maybe about uh, music therapy. Who knows? <laughs> oh, definitely. So see you later, John, and you, David. Bye. Thank you so much. Don't go away just yet because I have another question for you, but thank you so much. It's a pleasure having you with us. Uh, incredibly fascinating and educational. We thank you for sharing so deeply with us, and I do look forward to having you back here in the future. Uh, John, any comments? 
Well, just the same thing that you just said. I was hoping that he'll come back and see us again in the future and that we can preview more of his music or maybe even premiere some of his new music in the future. Uh, Harry, I just uh, am absolutely thrilled that you were able to take the time out, and we are grateful for your attendance. We we really are. And, uh, you know, my only comment is, you know, you're doing a beautiful thing, not only creating some great music, but you're helping out mankind with this, you know, therapy thing you got going. And, uh, you know, you got the whole package there, mister. We're We're really pleased and also very proud of you for doing it. Absolutely, and especially proud that you shared with us. Thank you so much, Harry. Now, before you leave, I promised that I was going to ask you one more question, and I'm going to right now because we don't get a chance to talk too often, so I want to be sure and pick your brain as much as I can when we get that opportunity. Tell us about this next track we're going to play. You've mentioned War Games. We're going to play that next, and also about your considerations as far as a protest song Tell us about war games. I think a lot has changed in Europe this year because of this Russian attack on Ukraine. A war with a lot of casualties, refugees all over Europe, and a Russian leader who threatens Europe and NATO with a nuclear attack. In my opinion, it's a very dangerous man with an army that uh, performs less than he had hoped. So who now is bombing Ukraine with Iranian drones and leaves Ukraine without heating and light in a cold winter. While this was happening in the news, I looked at the Dutch music chart and the top 40 and so on. And I saw there were no protest songs on it. And I realized how different it was in, in the 60s and 70s during the Vietnam War. During this period, uh, the protest songs was invented, I think. There was Bob Dylan, John Bass, Billy Joel, John Lennon, of course, Gift, Peace, a Chance, and, and a lot of more musicians. But now, I don't know, maybe some independent artists have uh, protest songs, but in the mainstream charts, there are none. So I felt I had to make this little contribution by releasing war games and... During the solo, you might discover a musical reference to Jimi Hendrix, who played the U.S. anthem in Woodstock and reflected in this way on the Vietnam War. And I really like that idea. I believe uh, musicians should speak out more against war, but also against climate change or fake news or ignorance and a lot more. So... I hope the charge in the future will be a little more differentiated and will contain songs not only about lost loves and or feeling happy. So, here's War Games. And what more needs to be said? Nothing at all. Thank you very much, Harry Kappen from the Netherlands. And here is War Games. Life in love, in the storm. 
From the Netherlands, and uh, what an intriguing sound! I, I love it. You've got what do you what do you think, John Bon Jovi? I, I hear the uh, I hear the psychedelic '60s and into the early '70s, and I also hear a uh, swinging pop rock sound. What a mesh! What a mashup! I tell you what, I I like what I heard there. I mean, I heard so many different influences. Folks from the Northeast may be familiar with this band, but they kind of remind kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, a band called the Beacon Street Reunion. Uh, Beacon yes, Street Union, I'm sorry, Beacon yep. Street Union out of Newton, Massachusetts. Then I also heard uh, a little bit of the old blue cheer sound in there, in addition to Ooh, yeah. one of the, some of the more modern things, uh, uh, you know, uh, a little bit of uh, ZZ Top, not in the singing style, but in some of that guitar work that he was doing. And uh, all in all, that's that's a great song. Exactly, I hope that yes. we can be influential in getting him some additional airplay here in the USA. That would be great. Absolutely. And the thing, the other thing that that, that hits me about that song is it is so good in that respect in the musical entertainment pop sound effect that you really have to listen to it a second time to say, wait a minute, let me hear what he's saying. Let me hear the lyrics and understand the story that they're telling because the first time you get caught up in the music and you almost don't pay attention to the lyric. 
And then you have to go back and say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. There's a message there. And I believe there is. Yep. And I, I, I agree with you 100%. I hope the heck he gets a lot more play out of it. Hopefully it'll gain some traction and get more play because it's a tune that deserves to be heard for any number of reasons. The musicality, the the popularity of the sound, the technical quality, and, of course, the message that's within it all. Uh, very good. Harry, we're so glad that you came and shared with us, and we do look forward to having you back again in the future. Right now, it's time to move on to our next guest who is patiently waiting his turn. Let's welcome now, if you would, please, from Norlands, Dave Jordan with Pink Supermoon.
Now, this is my uh, fifth album under this, con- this, this project, so to speak. I knew there had to be some bass influence coming from somewhere because whoever did that stunning job on the bass in uh, Pink Supermoon had to have some reason for being there and doing it. And your history uh, as a bassist, no doubt, opened that door, and he did do a superb job. That's, uh, I know John Bon Jovial was sitting there uh, just feeling it because he loves as much as I do, uh, a good bass line. Bass lines, can, bass lines can either just be there or they can pull it all together. And this one definitely drives the track. I love it. How did you, how did you create that particular song? I wrote that song uh, the night John Prine died. I was just sitting at home. It was, I don't know, three weeks into COVID lockdown. And I'd already, um, you know, done all the gardening I could do. And I painted my interior of my house. I was, I was running out of things to do. And uh, so I decided to go through all of my instrument cables and speaker cables and all of my gear and see what works. The most tedious thing you could possibly do, plug in, plug out, wrap, unwrap cables. I mean, it's so boring. <laughs> and um, my guitar player called me while I was doing that, one of my guitar players, and I said, he said, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm trying to focus on my distractions. And we laughed and said, that sounds like a John Prine line. And uh, about four hours later, I got on social media on Facebook, and uh, and everything on my Facebook feed was John Prine had passed away, and it was the night of the pink supermoon. And I mean, that's just one of those songs that I wrote it in probably 20 minutes. It just wrote itself. And you know, I didn't have any intention of writing a song that night. It just that's... John Prine's a big influence. You know, he's one of my favorite songwriters of all time, and and uh, that one just kind of came out. I think he'd be. Uh, I think he'd be proud of that. Exactly. You know, that's uh, sorry. I like to that's, think so. You know, <laughs> that's a definite yeah, tribute. Uh, you mentioned some of your influences, and I know that's one of John's favorite subjects. So, John, go ahead, jump in here. I know you're just waiting to follow up on that one. Yeah, you know, when John Prine died, I. I I shed a tear. You know, there's a, there's a few artists in this world that have passed on, and I thought, oh, man, that really sucks. They're gone. But then there's a couple that have, uh, you know, really influenced me and are, like you, are, you know, my musical heroes. And when John Prine died, I did. I, I shed a tear. Uh, George Harrison was another one uh, when he passed away. Uh, and it just... Um, it for whatever reason it made me feel old i mean i know i'm already old but it made me feel you know it's like wow this is uh, happening way too fast but this particular song pink supermoon wow Wh- who's playing the fiddle uh Rurik noonan who's a fiddle player here in new orleans who's my main fiddle player in my band he's on the entire album too oh my gosh, you know, he reminds me so much of Vassar Clemens. His, his yeah, just beautiful, beautiful done, finger work. Yeah, he's actually um, done Olden in the Way with Peter Rowan. So Vassar's a huge influence on him. I can definitely hear that. <laughs> yeah. And and it is such it is such a main piece uh, or main setting, if you will, of this song. Yes, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of a bass line, and a bass line can make a song. It can also break it. But it isn't always the main centerpiece. And to me, this, this fiddle work, uh, without it, the song would be lost. And it really is 
a glue. It's cohesive. It ties everything together with that beautiful bass line and, and your vocals, which are just spot on, and the guitar work, which is so subtle but very sweet. And your production values are also uh, very well thought out. And I it see was just one of those, this one of those tunes we just didn't feel like drums were necessary, and and you know we actually added the accordion after the fact. The, the original recording is just the bass and the violin and the guitar. Yeah, not too many people can pull that off either. I think back in 1969, John Mayall came out with an album called Turning Point, and there is absolute there is there is not drum beat number one on that album yet you get so absorbed by the music that you don't even notice it. And I think the same can be said for Pink Supermoon. Uh, it, it is, I think it's that well put together. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, and I really hope that you can get some airplay with this. Uh, but it's just it's a good down-home, oh, you know, for lack of better words, old-timey piece. And uh, I think that's probably its, its main charm. Yeah, I think that's pretty good you know description of it i mean it's, it's definitely not country music the modern country music and you know i always like prime is like the the music version of of mark twain you know the kind of the lyric the his, he was he was such a unique voice of, of oh, i like that of, of yes. studying you know america in the culture of the country and then and and the people you know the you know the people themselves and the habits of the, you know the the demographic of where whatever he was talking about, and and then he also did it with his just absolutely unique humor, which is where I see the tie-in to you know Twain as well. And I mean I was I I, I almost put another verse in the song about it, like you know I picture when John got to the pearly gates, you know Twain's going to be sitting there waiting for him. You know they're going to have a <laughs> beer and a, you know whatever John song about a nine foot cigarette or whatever that song is <laughs> but uh it definitely harkens back you know old time music at porch music you know that's what i like to call it you know two and porch and with just you know a couple acoustic instruments and just play what comes what comes you know that's the thing that is amazing me is the fact that you haven't built an even bigger uh following than you already have you're, you're the type of artist that in my in my mind you should be on that same stage with, with Dylan and all of these other artists that we're talking about because your music is that good, it's that right, it's that well done. And, well, as you've just discussed, it, it, bridges, the, uh, it bridges genres. And I think it's good that we're getting a little bit more away from genrefication, if you will. Roots rock, yes. Uh, we had an artist, uh, we have an artist friend of ours uh, who's on here frequently, and uh, he plays Roots Country, Grant Malloy Smith. And it's not really pure country, but it's definitely Americana. And I think this is what the runoff of the boiling pot, when you boil it down and stew out all of the extra stuff, you come down to American music. And that is definitely what this is, like uh, like Dylan, like uh, Arlo Guthrie, uh, and, and so many others. And I, I'm really, I'm really surprised that you're not even a bigger star in that universe than you already are. And you've definitely done a lot in that area. You got yourself, uh, you got yourself some major awards. You've done some great stuff. You do a lot of traveling. I noticed in your, uh, in your uh, bio 
that you say you will, you'll travel up to 3,000 miles. Now, I don't know if I live 3,005 miles up the road <laughs> from you, if I could con you into coming over the line or not, but it wouldn't surprise me. What have you got on the on slate now that, uh, now that touring is becoming a little more easy? Well, I actually, during COVID, I hit the road and, and you know, I've been touring for 20 plus years and, and, I ended up doing a lot of, you know, house parties and, you know, I, I kind of was able to turn COVID into a positive for me, which is, was, was not easy to do, but um, basically, you know, summertime in New Orleans is pretty dreadful. You know, you're just, you're kind of <laughs> just sitting around waiting for a hurricane to come. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I have a, a long history of getting out of here in the summertime and I'll do long tours and, and, uh, and then in the spring and fall and winter do shorter runs, but, I mean, this summer I, I hit my 50th state. I've now been to all 50 states, and awesome. It's just part. It's it's not even all about the work. It's I love to do it, and I love traveling America. I love driving across America. And um, one of the things we did this summer, I was with my son. Who we, we he's 25 years old now, but we've been doing this for a long time. He travels with me for a portion of these things, and. And knowing that I wanted to go to my 50th state and we had to go through the Dakotas, those were two of the states I hadn't been to yet, he mentioned, Dad, let's go to the headwaters of the Mississippi River, which I'd always wanted to do, being, you know, New Orleans is, you know, Mississippi River. And so we went up there in uh, in, in Minnesota, and the upshot of it is, is that I love to travel the country to try to shine a light on the fact that we have a lot more in common with each other than we don't. And, you know, I'm New Orleans is, I think, the fifth biggest port in the world by, you know, by acreage, at least. I mean, it's a huge port that serves, mm. I think, 42 states still, you know, and everything comes through up and down the Mississippi River, you know, and right. and we're all connected by this great body of water. And we lose sight of that, you know, and, and, it, and it's, it's easy to see why. I mean, People in Nebraska aren't going to be too worried about hurricanes in New Orleans any more than we're worried about the price of corn or whatever in Nebraska, you know. But right. it all we all affects each other, and I mean, I think that 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 those themes play into my music. And I'm a, I'm a deadhead. I'm a big Jerry Garcia fan, and one of the things that I Hallelujah. loved about Garcia, yeah, <laughs> what I loved about Garcia and the Garcia his solo band in particular, the Jerry Garcia band is that he played about a, a hundred years of American music. You know, he would do Goodnight Irene, which was a Lead Belly song. I think it was recorded mm -hmm. in 1890-something, you know, or, or early 1900s. Right. But then he would do a Bill Monroe song, and then he would do a Motown song, and then he would do a Miles Davis song. It's the whole spectrum of American music, and, or what, you know, we want to call roots music or Americana. And that is loosely what I base my band around. I mean, we don't sound gotcha. like Garcia, but, you know, you had mentioned it, it um, you know, the whole Americana thing and, and crossing genres. And that's that's an important thing for me because also you know, New Orleans is one of the, you know, the it's, you know, it's where jazz was in, invented right. and created. Yep. It's such an important I grew up in a very important musical city. And it's, Which is cross-genre within itself. Exactly. You, you can't help but be influenced by all that. Just real quick, uh, before we throw it back to you, David, you mentioned Jerry Garcia, and here's a little piece of trivia. I don't know if you knew this or not. 
but in the uh, song Teach Your Children by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, it is Jerry Garcia that is playing the pedal steel guitar on that song. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yep. I knew that. Yep. Yeah, that was, yep. uh, that was yeah. a, quite a little surprise tidbit when I first heard that one. David, I, I hate to cut you short having such a great time. I do hope you'll come back and see us again real soon because I love talking to you. Yeah. I can tell you've got a lot more stories to tell, but I want to give you, do want to give you a moment to tell the folks how they can follow you online and, of course, get your music. That is most important. Then I have one other quick question about the upcoming song for you, so go ahead and sell yourself here. All right, so the website's DaveJordanMusic.net. Uh, if you're on social media, on Facebook, I have a Dave Jordan music page, or just my personal page is just Dave Jordan. There's a lot of Dave Jordans, but I'm probably a pretty well-known one. And then on the Instagram, one the uh, <laughs> uh, on Instagram, it's Dave Jordan and the NIA. The NIA stands for the Neighborhood Improvement Association. That's that's what I call my band. Right. And uh, that, those are my main things right there. I don't. I, I mean, I have a few other, but those are the main ones I use. I. I I find it exhausting to use social media, like a million different types of social media. So I can't it does, especially especially if you can't do them all with the same name. If you can do them all with the same name, it makes it a heck of a lot easier. It's just a matter of putting it out there. But Dave, thank you again so much for sharing with us this afternoon. Really enjoyed having you. you here. I do mean, please come back again. Don't forget our Facebook groups page, the David Bowers Awards. Post up your music news, play dates, tours, new releases, anything you want to share with your fans, you can post it directly there, and we'll pick it up and share it with others with whom we share all of our uh, all of our guests' news and notes. So feel free to use that. That's what it's there for. Now tell us about this great Stones-esque song that we're going to play next called "Gone Again." Uh, "Gone Again" is a it's a tune. It's a you know, like a, you know, the storm is coming and you're, you're dealing with the storm, but really the song is about mental health. You know, the, the hook in the song is sometimes it feels like a hurricane when it ain't nothing but some wind and rain. And, you know, just the idea that, you know, we can get overwhelmed and we can get not see like the way out of some things, but sometimes, you know, the storm's not as bad as you think and you just got to like hold on and make your way through it. And, you know, and then I, I turned it into kind of a, geographical song you know road songs somewhat but and that's a little writing trick anytime you you drop a geographical line you know if you say key west everyone who's ever been to key west is going to picture something in their head so uh, you know that's the kind of tricks you learn from guys like dylan and springsteen (laughs) (laughs) and you learn well you're a good student (laughs) david well it's been a been a trippy show we started with a music therapist and we close with a mental health tune. Again, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dave Jordan, all the way from New Orleans. Thank you. We'll look forward to the next time, David. Here he is with Gone Again. I'm going to head to Florida. Get ahead of this ride. Going to leave this town behind me. Get away from this pain. I'm gonna find some sunshine I'm gonna find my peace Cause this storm behind me Almost brought me to my knees Cause sometimes it feels just like 
gone again. That's Dave Jordan from New Orleans. What a great show today. A lot of fun, a lot of good information, and uh, uh, some great music. want to thank both of our guests, Mr. Dave Jordan, whom you just heard there, and Harry Keppen, with whom we spoke with earlier. Thank you all so much, and thank you, audience, for being out there and listening today and each week. Without you, there is no us. Thank you so much. John Bon Jovial, take us home. Well, lest us uh, not forget uh, that trippy little tune from Yo-Yo Exino at the beginning of the show. So, yeah, all around, musically, this was a great, great show. Thank you, folks, for uh, going along on this wonderful ride that we call the David Bowers Awards, which, by the way, is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And don't forget, we're free on most of the major streaming services. Join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday on WRFZ-FM 106.3 on your FM radio dial in Rochester, New York, otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio. And you can also find us on Blog Talk Radio Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. So, until our next rendezvous, ladies and gentlemen, I am yours truly, the legendary John Bon Jovial, saying we sure are glad you went along with us today. We'll see you next week. Don't forget, be kind to each other. There's too much violence in this world. All it takes is just a little wave of the hand to thank somebody for letting you pass in front of them in the parking lot. Little things like that. And we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.